So this week is Parshas Chukas, and Chukas means a law of the Torah. Dr. Bresman? Yes. Okay, good. I'm glad you can hear me. Chukas means a law of the Torah, which is super rational, a law which is beyond our understanding. So when Rashi uh, sees this word in beginning of the sixth Torah portion, Rashi makes a comment. The comment is, The Satan and the nations of the world, they chastise the Jewish people. And they say, what is this mitzvah? What reason do you do it? Therefore, the Torah tell, calls it a chukah. What's chukah mean? It's a decree before me. You have no permission to, uh, to think to think it over, the question. That's, that's what Rashi says. The nations of the world, the Satan, they chastise us and they say to us, why are you doing this mitzvah? What is it, what is it for? And uh, so, I, so therefore the Torah calls it a chukah. Kongen chukah answers this question. Hashem says, this is the law. This is a law which is, which is a decree before me and you have no permission at all to, to question it. So there's, there are other places where the Torah uses a, a Torah, the Torah talks about mitzvahs which are uh, beyond our understanding. And the Torah uses that word chukah in places besides this one. And Rashi also comments in the other places as well. But there are three differences between the way Rashi comments here to the way he comments in other places. Rashi has a similar phrase, nations of the world, the Satan, uh, but they're, they're, they tell us why we're doing these mitzvahs, they don't make any sense. And, but in other, three pla other places, number one, instead of using the word Satan, Rashi uses the word Yetzirah. In other places, instead of saying that the nations of the world um, chastise us. Rashi says, Shele means they, they, uh, they, they try to refute these mitzvahs. They are attempting to refute them. In other places, um, Rashi says, you cannot exempt yourself from keeping these mitzvahs. You can't exempt yourself. Here, Rashi says, you cannot think them over. You cannot question them. So you got the three differences. Number one, here we're talking about um, not the Yetzirah, the Satan. And in other places, it says, which means they refute the mitzvahs. And other places, the Torah says, Rashi concludes with, you cannot exempt yourself from them. This is a decree before me. Here it says you can't, you can't think it over. And why is it that we're talking about these same mitzvah, mitzvah which, is, which is a law of Hashem, which is super, super rational? How come here does Rashi, um, does Rashi do this? So the answer is like this. This explains that um, the word chayk, besides meaning a law, also means to be engraved. When something is engraved, let's say on a diamond, 
So the letters, for example, which are engraved in a diamond, they become a part of the diamond. They're not anything other than diamond. So the, the mitzvahs of Hashem, they, they become the will of the Jew. They're not something which are just, not, they're not just things that we do, they become part of our very essence. And in the performance of a choik specifically, the laws which are super rational, you can see how a mitzvah is, is part of us. You don't see this as much in other mitzvahs, but in, specifically in the mitzvah which is super rational, you see how a, a um, you can tell how a, a, the desire of Hashem is part of us, it's our very essence. There are really two different kinds of engraving. You can engrave on the uh, upper surface of a stone. You, you, uh, when you engrave letters on the upper surface of the stone, so you do, um, letters do become part of the stone and they darken the stone somewhat. The stone is not, and it places the letters which are engraved in it and you've etched out something so that that, that part of the stone isn't as luminous as the rest of the stone. Another kind of engraving is where you're not just uh, etching out on the upper surface of the stone, but you're going through and through from one end of the stone to the other. So these two kinds of engraving correspond to two different kind, two different kinds of chukim. There, the, the Rashi over here is addressing not just the word chayk that we've had before. Rashi is addressing why is the Torah describing this mitzvah as this is the chok of the Torah. It sounds like this is the only super rational law of the Torah. And there are other mitzvahs that are also chukim. So why is this called the chok of the entire Torah? There, so we have to say that there are two different kinds of chukim, two different kinds of super rational laws. All of the other super-rational laws of the Torah, it's true we don't understand them, but there are, they have details in them that we don't understand. They may contradict, not just, we don't, not just we don't understand them, they may go against logic. But the fundamental, um, the fundamental basis of other laws of the Torah, we're able to understand somewhat. There may be aspects in them that we don't understand, but the general principle of the mitzvahs based on, we could have some understanding. On the other hand, the mitzvah of Paraduma, this mitzvah, which is described in this week's Torah portion, the law of the red heifer, cannot be understood at all. There is no logical reason to uh, burning the red heifer outside of the camp, unlike all other sacrifices, uh, which if, it's, if you're calling it a sacrifice, it shouldn't be outside the camp. And on the other hand, the people, people are purified by its ashes. And if it's a holy thing, it should be done inside the camp. The fact that it's done outside the camp um, to purify people is something which is beyond logic. And therefore it is the, it, it is the only mitzvah that we can call a chukah. 
in the full sense of the word, this is the law of the Torah. This is the super rational law of the Torah. We have no, we have no approach to what this is. We don't, we don't have no idea what it is. We don't know what this thing is. Is the red heifer a sacrifice? Why is it outside the camp? It, it's, it's not just there's a part of it that we don't know. We don't know what is, what is the paraduma. We don't know what it is. So because we don't even know what it is, so this is a, a different kind of chayk. Not just that there's an, a super rational aspect, there is a, a, a um, we're mystified by just what is this period. So because of this unique uh, blah, which is completely beyond our understanding, Rashi has a different way of addressing the, uh, the challenges we'll have in performing this mitzvah. But by all other mitzvahs, which are super rational, which have some kind of understanding, we know what they are. We really don't know some details. So by those, the issue we're going to have, Rashi says, in the other commandments, which have some basis in logic, Rashi says, I need to tell you what to do about the Yetzir Hara. What's the Yetzir Hara? What Yetzir Hara means, the evil painter. He's one who paints things to us and tries to get us to do the wrong thing. So what is the, the Yetzirah's um, method of convincing us, of seducing us, of not performing the mitzvahs, which are chukim, which are super rational? He says, Yetzirah <clears throat> points out the various aspects of the mitzvah. He says, look, this doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. And so he, he tells you, it, can't, it must be the Moshe being made it up himself because it just doesn't make, make any sense. So what's his goal? Meshiv in Alein. Meshiv in Alein means he's trying to refute them. He's trying to tell you this doesn't make sense and therefore you should not do it. So he therefore actually uses the words, you can't exempt yourself from doing it. On the other hand, in this Torah portion, the Mitzvah Paraduma, which we have no understanding about, which we have no basis in logic, in this Mitzvah, the um, Yetzahara can't use a fact that we don't understand it as a reason not to do it. Because the, um, the Yetzahara basically, there's a difference between Yetzahara and the word Satan. Yetzahara and Satan, I know the Gemara says that they're the same, who Yetzahara, who are Satan. They're, not, they're both not, not people you want to hang out with, right? But... Nevertheless, uh, there is a distinction between the role of Yetzir Hara and the role of Satan. The, the Torah says, um, use the word Satan when talking about pain. It's the, the Yetzir Hara is direct about getting you to do the wrong thing, stopping you from doing the right thing. So Yetzir Hara and Satan have a, uh, have a similar um, agenda the Yetzahara is don't do it. Satan is make yourself miserable. Satan is about being miserable, about being pained. That's, that's the role of Satan. It's not about doing the wrong thing specifically. It's about doing the right thing, but feeling miserable about it. So the, um, the mitzvahs which... which um, which we have some understanding of, but we don't know some details about them. So 
the Sata, the Yitzhahara says, I could prove to you that this mitzvah is not from God. Look at this detail. Look at that detail. It cannot be from Hashem. In other words, he tells you the whole thing isn't a godly thing. However, this mitzvah, which has no logic whatsoever, this mitzvah, okay, he, this, the, a human being can understand that there are things which are beyond our logic. Human being can get that. So this mitzvah doesn't, it's clear it's beyond logic. It's clear it's a godly thing. It's clear it's, there's, there's no place in it which is claiming to be logical. The whole thing is beyond logic. So if this mitzvah is identified as something which is completely beyond logic, logic so it's not like the, 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 evil, the evil inclination can say to you, oh, look at this, isn't it beyond logic? It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't make sense. He doesn't make sense. This mitzvah doesn't pretend to make sense. This mitzvah is completely and fundamentally beyond our logic. So the Yetzir Hara can't tell you, oh, it doesn't make sense. Of course, there are things that God tells us don't make sense, that we are beyond our logic. Hashem is beyond logic. There are things that a human being can understand. The, the, we, we get that. We get that. We get there are things that are beyond our logic. Okay. So the Yetzir Hara cannot tell you whether something which is, which, which is openly and clearly beyond logic, don't do it, it doesn't make sense. You don't understand it. Fine, you don't understand it, but you're a human being. Why should you understand everything that God says? Yitzhar has no business here. Yitzhar has, no, has nothing to do. But there's someone else who has something to do, and his name is the Satan. And his role is not to get you to stop doing it, but to just have you have pain while you're doing it. Like, like in the next week's parsha about the Hamer, uh, that the donkey that Bill was riding on, it says that an angel came against Bilam was suddenly. What's a sudden mean? To cause him pain. So sudden is about angst, pain, frustration. So what does the sudden do? The sudden asks questions in our mind to cause us to question the value of what we're doing. It's not to get us to stop doing it, but they question the value of what we're doing. What are you doing what is when you don't even though you you may um acquiesce to do it but but it's if it, it's it's if and the and the sudden accepts that i know that hashem has misses which are beyond logic and you're a human being why should you understand everything i'm not asking you, but look in the mirror for a second buddy what are you doing this is just ridiculous that's sudden that's a sudden's role so Therefore, Rashi doesn't tell us in this week's Torah portion, you have no permission to exempt yourself from it because it's not the Yitzhahara trying to get us to stop doing it. It's not, it's, the Yitzhahara doesn't have a, 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 a valid reason to tell stop doing it because it's, it's not something which looks like it has some logical basis. And therefore, you need the, uh, the, uh, um, the, the, and the Yitzhahara could point out and say, hey, look at that, look at this, look at this. What are you doing? It's clearly not from Hashem. Here, it does, it's, it's obvious, it's transparent to being something which is super rational, which is not logical. So the Yitzhahara's claim is something else. Dude, look in the mirror. What you're doing is just weird. There's no value in what you're doing. God may have told you to do it, but let's, let's, be, let's be real. This is something that you got to do, but it's just a waste of time. It's a waste of time. So Rashi doesn't say you, you have no permission to exempt yourself. Instead, Rashi uses the words, you have no permission to question it. The mitzvahs, which have some kind of logical basis, they correspond to letters 
which are engraved on a surface to the uh, an external um, an external surface of something, but not through and through. Because the fact that um, we have some inkling of what we're doing, that disturbs somewhat the clarity of this is the will of Hashem. But this mitzvah, the mitzvah paraduma, which is completely beyond logic, it's like letters which are engraved in a stone going, going through and through the stone from one end of the stone to the other. There's no, um, there's no logic mixed in at all. It's clearly just the will of Hashem. It's open, clear, transparent. This is the will of God. That's the mitzvah paradum. It's obvious, clear as day. This is what something that Hashem wants you to do. Rabbi Levin? Yeah. I'm not understanding the significance, why it's more significant than any other hook. I heard your explanation regarding the fact that it's done outside the camp. Were there any other explanations that I missed? No, that's the only one. So the fact that I bought a, a jacket for 500 bucks and it's been in the trunk of my car for six months waiting to test for shotness, why is that any less of a hook than para aduma? It seems like totally, both seem totally bizarre. Um, at, at least you know what Hashem is telling you. Hashem is telling you this, this thing is not something which is good for you. The mixture of wool and linen isn't good for you, right? You know what Hashem has said. Hashem has made a statement about wool and linen not, not being good for you. Okay. Here Hashem is telling you, do the mitzvah, burn this thing outside the camp, and its ashes are good to purify people with. What is it? Is it a sacrifice? So, we don't have a, we don't we don't know what it is we don't know what it is period so because we don't know what it is it's it's some a different kind of hulk which is something where it's more obvious the the will of hashem here there's no logic mixed in whatsoever but, but huh? the what it, the what it is as described this morning in, in in today's portion is is certainly much there's much more depth than and, and written word than there is about Shabbos. There's, there's more description in the Torah itself of para aduma. Every detail is there this morning. You, you know the details of what to do, but you don't have an inkling of what it is. There's a lot of things you know about, you, you know, um, the mitzvah of Shabbos, as you mentioned. You, you know what Hashem is saying to you. This mitzvah, because it's done outside the camp, it does, there, there is a, we're having a fundamental uh, lack of knowledge of what exactly are you asking us to do? What is this thing? I, I just want to conclude for a second, Yotan. I'll, I'll, I'll discuss more, but just, just want to conclude. That's what Rashi says over here. You have no permission to question it. The role of, of, of Hashem, uh, of Rashi's instructions to us by Hashem's words, this is the law of the Torah. Hashem is telling us you have to do this mitzvah with vitality and joy just like the mitzvah that you do understand. And the reason is, Hashem says, this is the decree before me. Hashem says, this is a law that Hashem has given us. The purpose of this mitzvah, the perfection of the performance of this mitzvah is specifically to do it because Hashem said so, without mixing in any logical of human being. So, so therefore you can't question it 
because that's the way this mitzvah is supposed to be done. Another mitzvah, you're supposed to try to figure out something about it so that you're so, so that you're engaged with it as well. Besides doing it because Hashem said so, you're also supposed to nasa and ishma, supposed to understand it and bring it into yourself and, and appreciate it. And but this mitzvah, the you're not supposed to question it. You're not supposed to to um, and because you're not supposed to question it, and you're just doing it just because Hashem said so. So here you see more the purity of the of the will of Hashem. It's not, it's not just like letters which are engraved in a stone, which are part of the stone, but still they they take away something of the of the of the of the luminous of the lum, the the luminous nature of the stone. Here it goes through and through the stone. The engraved letters are going completely through the stone, so that. There is nothing that's um, there. There's there's nothing that the stone is is losing by having letters engraved in them. Similarly, when a Jew performs a mitzvah paraduma, so there's no there's no logic mixed into it whatsoever, and you see an expression how of 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 a Jew doesn't doesn't question the mitzvah. He does the mitzvah because of Hashem said so with joy and happiness. That emphasizes how a Jew and Hashem are one. And there is nothing else. There's no. There's, there is no other thing that tarnishes the the, the, the experience. Nothing, there's no logic mixed in. Um, you want to back on to you? Go ahead. That make sense? That doesn't uh, make sense. No, it doesn't make any more sense than it did before. The the, the point that you're making is that the the hookiness of this hook has to do with the fact that it's done outside the camp, outside the machne, right? Yeah. Well, isn't, as an example, burying the dead done in the same manner where it's done outside the machne? Okay, burying the dead means that there's impurity, right? There's impurity. Here, this is yeah. supposed to be something which is a purifier. It's a holy purifier thing. So what's and the fact? That's what it is. And it's supposed to purify people who have come in contact with the dead. So if this is a holy purifier thing and it's, 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 it's a sacrifice, it's a korban, so what is it doing outside the camp? What is it? Is it a carbon? So why is it inside the camp? If it's not a carbon, it's not holy. So why? Oh, it's being outside the camp. It's like, it's like a It's like you're sending it outside the camp. This isn't pure. This isn't holy. This is just something which doesn't belong in the in the camp. And on the other hand, you're saying this is what purifies us. And 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 if you come in contact with a dead body, this is what you need. So it sounds like it's a very special holy thing. And yet, where's it's outside, outside the camp? What is it? Is it a purifier? Is it holy? Is it a sacrifice? Define it. You want to know what is a paraduma? What is it? Okay, I, I, I get. I, I do get that. I, I, I see what you mean. But it also seems to me that the aspect of the paraduma regarding the fact that the one who's who's performing it becomes tuma is more chokadik than than this example of just the fact that it's outside the camp. Seems like that would be a better reason to describe better it as a example of of a schoikiness. Yes, but whatever. I, I, okay, I, you elaborated to the extent that I get the point. It's not like a wow kind of point, but I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. The, the, the bottom line is like this. I just want to go over quickly. After Rashi says, instead of saying talking about the nations of the world um, and the Yitzhar, it talks about the it talks about the Satan. The goal over here is not that you should stop. That's why the Dash doesn't say the words Meshivan which means they question the performance of doing this mitzvah. Rather, 
the words Rashi uses in, in this Rashi is Satan, which means he tries to pain you. And here Rashi says, instead of Meshivan Elaine, Rashi uses the words Moinin, um, they rebuke you. They just make you feel foolish doing them. And instead of saying you have no permission to exempt yourself from it, Rashi says you have no permission to question it. Because the role of the, the, of the Satan is not that you should stop doing it, you should do it, do it. What do we, what do we want to do? No problem. You think this is a godly thing? Go ahead. But look in the mirror. You're, this is just weird. And so, okay. therefore, the, the I, I still think the shot miss is, is more chaiki. So you at least you see the end game. Here. Okay, it's got yeah. a crazy begin. It has a crazy beginning, but you look at the end, and you get purified. Shotness is just you, 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 you don't you don't see anything change. You know it's good for you. Okay, Hashem said it's good for you. So you take it at faith level, and you don't do it because it's good for you. Paraduma, okay, it's crazy in the beginning, but you're getting purified in the Vesan Mikdash at the end. So you see the ends justify the means. There's at least some level there that we could relate to. By the way, that sentence you used, and justifies means, means is a Christian sentence. We don't believe in that. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Look, you're, you're, you're saying something that we're looking at the goal of it. Okay, but the, 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 the question is, what are you doing? Why are you saying this goal accomplishes this? This thing accomplishes the skull. What are you engaged in? What is it? Define How can what we even doing. ask this question if we're not allowed to ask questions on the paradigma? Okay, good. So, so that's the conclusion of Rashi. You have no permission to think it over. What does that mean? You have no permission to think it over. That that the 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 satan is trying to make you look in the mirror and feel foolish. What are you doing? This is a waste of time. This is ridiculous. And the response of the Jew is: This is a chayk. What what does it mean? It's a chayk. This is me. This is part of me. I'm a Jew, and I, a Jew, am one with Hashem, and Hashem's desire is my desire. There's, there's no room for any, for any, um, for logic at all, because in this mitzvah you see the expression of how a Jew and Hashem are one, because this is the will of Hashem, and therefore it doesn't matter that I have no understanding of it at all. So you look in the mirror, and you say, "Yeah, yeah," because I'm a Jew. Like I, I, I do that too. This, this is the will of Hashem. Anyways, that's the word today. Uh, take it or leave it, <laughs> Mr. Shem. I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look into this more. I hear you. I hear the question. I hear the question.